Hey everyone, welcome to the DigiNova Cast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Scrafty. And I'm Tom. And today we are covering episodes 32 through 34 of Digimon Adventure. But before we do that, uh, Scrafty, you have some interesting news some breaking, to talk about? Some breaking very real news. Okay, so according to the extremely well-known and reputable source, InsideTheMagic.com, or sorry, InsideTheMagic.c.net, Disney reportedly has a live-action Digimon movie in development. Ooh. Now, obviously this is a very trustworthy and vetted source, and um, they don't even need to list their sources for this because, you know, they're just that reputable. So we'll, we'll take this fully at face value. <laughs> yes. I can't believe that they're making a Digimon movie. Like, you guys, this is so exciting. I mean, yeah. I'm glad it's not real because I would just hate it. Okay, but if it was real, and, I mean, and it, and, it, and it is real. Sorry, I don't, I don't want to besmirch the reputation right. of, oh, sorry. of uh, inside the magic dot net. Uh, the net means that they really know what they're talking about. That was a weird burn. I'm sorry. Well, why am I choosing that to pick <laughs> up on for some reason? Anyway, who would you cast in the roles of? Uh, let's say Agumon, because like, oh, I'll just throw out some key characters. Like, do you have any fan casting that comes to mind, or or anything like that, when you think of the phrase "live action Digimon movie"? And and let and yes, let's all presume that they they would whitewash the ever living shit out of this film. So, I'm gonna follow the God. the Twitter tradition, and I'm gonna have Tom Holland play Agumon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tom Holland, like Spider Man. Yes, yeah, it, it is Twitter he, He's supposed tradition. to be cast in every role. Yeah, it is Twitter tradition that you cannot do a fan cast without putting Tom Holland in the lead role. <laughs> it doesn't matter what that lead role is, Tom Holland must play them because people on Twitter have not seen movies other than Marvel movies. I thought the joke was... Okay, well, that's maybe that's just me being old. I thought... Because I, I always knew that joke, but the joke was instead that it was Idris Elba, <laughs> as like everyone. So, I don't know. Like, yeah, Tom Holland as Agumon, and then uh, Idris Elba as Greymon, or... War Greymon, I guess, or yeah, perfect. Nailed it right there. Yeah, they can they can just pull a cat's and CGI Edris Elba's face onto War Greymon. And then... Okay, here here's my 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 very hot spicy take. Oh no. Villain Diaboromon, cast Scarlett Johansson. They are both awful parasites. <laughs> wow, okay. I mean there was a there was a joke <laughs> right there about Scarlett Johansson playing an Asian character, but you just decided to <laughs> Go for the jugular instead, and I and I'm, I kind of respect I, that. What if what if we got what if we got Scarlett Johansson as Cherrymon because she wants to play whatever tree she wants, right? That's true. Oh man, uh, that's callbacks, callbacks. Not to our podcast, but like, that's it. Danny DeVito as Togemon. Oh my god, I, I want that's, that's my for, that's my real answer. No, I want Rose, um, Rosie Perez as uh, Togemon. There you go. I'm just thinking. Thinking. Who, perfect. Who's the Danny DeVito? Who's like the who's like the female Danny DeVito or whatever? And I guess like uh, Rosie O'Donnell's maybe a bit harsh. Um, so I'm gonna go with Rosie Perez because that's like a voice I'd recognize as Togemon. Okay, too. <laughs> thinking about this I, too much. I would want Werner Herzog as Jedi because I, I want to hear <laughs> Werner Herzog's voice talk <laughs> for hours on end about Digimon. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I would be, great. be so here for Ty, that. Ty, you must use the power of your crest to evolve Greymon to Metal Greymon. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. We all have our jokes, and then Scrafty is here with like the real casting. Yeah, that, that'd be good. 
Yeah, and then... Uh, okay, you know what? Kyle McLaughlin is, is his dad. If we have to whitewash, just like Disney would. Yeah, uh, Timothy Chalamet as Ty. There you go. <laughs> is it, We're moving on. Uh... The Timothy Chalamet has been dropped. We, we have to move on. <laughs> episode 32. So, Tom, you want to get into episode 32 for us? Yeah, totally, totally. So, episode 32 of Digimon Adventure. Yes, episode 32, Gatomon Comes Calling. So, these three episodes we're covering really do, like, get more into Gatomon's true nature being revealed, and, and this, this first episode kicks that off with a bit more... Basically, it's the first introduction of Gatomon to Kari. Kari hasn't yet been explicitly revealed to be the eighth Digidestined. She obviously is, and we'll get to that. But this is Gatomon kind of getting wise to that fact as well, and sort of coming to the realisation or slowly coming to the realisation that she's not quite who she thinks she is. She's not really on Myotismon's side at all. But we start out with Myotismon himself showing up. He has been roaming the streets of Tokyo, preying on innocent young women in a very Dracula sort of fashion. Um, you know, basically presenting sort of showing up women for him immediately for somehow. Uh, and then he... Uh, he sucked the blood and you know the vampire strip so this kind of accumulates with ty and izzy um and all the other kids meeting up as they really for the first time start looking in earnest for the eighth child they all get their address books together that they have which or, or they use to try and basically figure out okay someone in this building who was the same age as us or around the same age as us at the time of the Greymon Paramon fights, they witnessed it as well. So, who is it? Who's in Digimon? Uh, who is the eighth child? And they're trying to do all this work. Um, meanwhile, they're also, of course, well aware that they need to keep fighting off Myotismon's hordes. And this leads to um, them tracking down Digimon. Mimi and Sora end up going to Tokyo Tower and running into Skull Merrimon, uh, one of Myotismon's lackeys, uh, who we last saw patrolling the streets dressed in a massive trench coat and hat. Uh, this episode sort of accumulates with them fighting Virgimon, uh, Togemon, and then Tai with Kabuterimon, sorry, Tai and Izzy with Kabuterimon and Greymon, and then Metal Greymon show up to put the hurt on, uh, on Skull Merrimon. Meanwhile, Kari's at home. Gatamon tracks her down, goes to attack, but can't do it. And so you, you see the start of the conflict there in Gatamon's part, or whatever you want to call it. Um, so the kind of ends on the note of uh, School Marimon being defeated, Gatamon running off, and that's where that's yeah, that's where the episode ends. So what did but you what... know? What? Props to my man, my eldest man. He. He is indeed getting good food while on vacation, which is almost impossible to do. I completely forgot about this whole, like, not subplot, but just, like, plot point of just the news constantly saying all of these women are getting sudden anemia while they have bite marks yeah, on their necks. they don't explain what that means, which I thought was surprising. Like, not to be patronizing or whatever, but do kids know what that means? Like, I, I can't imagine I would have at the time. No, that, that was exactly my thoughts i was like i would not know what this means hmm. this is a lot for <laughs> i guess it's not that much considering he's a vampire but like you get what i mean like this is 
unexpected. Just say blood loss or something, or maybe they can't say blood. Maybe that's the issue. I don't know, like kids' TV at the time. It's it is possible, yeah, because all of Mattersmon's attacks that had blood in the name got renamed to Crimson instead. So it it could be that like they're not allowed to say the word blood. Well, we got we got Gr- Grizzly Wing, which is a great name for an attack. So I'm, I can't be too mad about it, that. It is. It's but, so yeah. good. Yeah, but yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me if that was the reason why. Did they? Yeah. Did they say uh, anemia in uh, the sub or? I they, I think they mostly I can't remember exactly. I think they mostly just speak people for collapsing. I don't think they specify okay. like anemia specifically. That works. The, the one thing I did note here though is that the original it, it it says that it was just two women who have been stricken by it, whereas the dub implies that it's many many more. Yeah, I, I mean like that if only because it means like Myodosmon is just out here getting stuff done. Just out here getting the suck every night. Feasting. All right. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe you said that. That's just how dare you. Um, I was going to say, what the hell was Myotismon eating before he came to the human world? Like, because he's obviously going out of his way to feast on particularly young women. You know, he's he's not he's not he is dis- sorry he's not discriminating, but he's being very specific about what type of uh, human he likes to feast on. Uh, what was it? What the hell was he doing before that? Like, you know. What, I know there's like women looking Digimon, so I can answer this. Oh, I can ahead. answer this, but it's using lore from a future season. So, if, Man. this is jumping ahead of it, but in, in season three, Rio in, in Digimon Tamers states that you don't actually have to eat or drink in the digital world. Like you, you can do it if you want, but it's not essential to surviving. Oh, so yeah. Right. My my That's theory right. on this is that he didn't have to eat before. Now that he's in the human world, he's like, dang, Tumbly is grumbly. <laughs> Well, I, f- I figure he also just cho- chooses to do it. Like, the Digimon, like, Agumon doesn't need to eat. But, you know, A, it helps him grow stronger, and B, he obviously loves the hell out of it. So, no, I think I think, I think think that point's come up in this series already, that Digimon don't need to eat. So, or maybe it's that the kids didn't need to eat. I think that, that came up as a point as well. So, yeah, no, I must have just forgotten about that, because that sounds really familiar now. Either way. Yeah, I, I remember that plot point in tamers because it, it's kind of an interesting way of like how they adapt to the digital world in that sense but i i hadn't thought about that for this so you know what uh my oldest mind is just out here trying new cuisine for the first time <laughs> yeah he's, he, he's he's discovered cravings yeah also him saying i went out to have a bite to eat i groaned so loud but that was yep. so good yeah that, that, that is also a dub, a dub original line oh, thank of god course of course they're, they're killing it yeah, my own smog basically <laughs> leaning into his vampiric nature and all that is very good. Also, no one seems to care. There's just a carriage rolling around the streets of <laughs> Tokyo. Like, if it, if it was New York, I think that's a normal sight from what I, what I can tell. Well, not right now, obviously, but normally. But with... Yeah, I don't know. Anyway... Mighty Mon just—it's yeah, it's it's so good. He's just he's just Tokyo drifting around in a chariot, <laughs> getting his pick of the litter. Yeah, he just the thing all, I he thought was, hangs out. was funny was how he apparently somehow owns a boat which he can just magically levitate his carriage onto. <laughs> yeah, it just—it is nonsensical, but I just I I genuinely love it. Like it, I don't care about an explanation because it's just Demi Devinmon's out here piloting a boat which they commandeered. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This this episode I thought overall was fairly like it felt a bit more typical villain of the week thing. 
and I, and I appreciate yeah. that the meat of it. I think the purpose of it really was to start building that link between Kari and Gatamon, especially because, and I, and we'll discuss this when we get to episode thirty-four. But that's you know they kind of just dive straight into that once stuff needs to start you know going. But so this episode spends some time to actually lay some foundations there for like a make it much more even more explicit that Kari is the eighth child. I said I said they don't do that in the description, but apologies. I, I think they this is the first episode where they really do properly acknowledge the fact that yes, yes, obviously Kari's the ape child. There's also the you know the fight between School Merriman and and the rest of the kids is like eh whatever. I, I half had a feeling that this would be where we see uh, Togemon digivolve for the first time, but I must have just been misremembering, and that must come later because. Yeah, that's that's that doesn't yeah. happen here. It's a fairly standard. I fight. wouldn't have minded if like Kabucherrymon got to Digivolve, but really, uh, a lot of the episodes this week are kind of the tie in Metal Greymon show. <laughs> yes, they're they are very much like uh, let's you know make more use of those characters. Um, you know, totally they should do that. So fine, yeah, I've I've no problem with that. Uh, also, School Merrimon in general, really cool villain design, extremely metal. He's yeah. so great. Yeah, I feel like it's it's kind of wasted on this on this underwhelming fight, to be honest. Because like, he, I really loved his presence in the the past few episodes, where he's just like stalking the streets, obviously like on the lookout for for them. Yeah, and it was a good like subtle menace to remind you know the viewer that oh yeah like there there are evil murderous monsters out there that want to kill children, and then he just kind of gets like warped super hard here. So it's it's a bit you kind of lose that sense of uh, you know creeping menace that there was before. I mean, he sure. does put up a pretty good fight, if only because, like, all the Digimon that he goes up against are all the fire ones. <laughs> yes, yeah. he, yes. so he absorbs fire and gets bigger because of it, which I was very confused about. That was first, a really cool moment, when, when he just starts growing even more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when when Greymon comes into it and he just does, like, a flying kick to School Merriman's chest, and I just thought, wait, how big is Greymon now? But then, obviously, he does the Nova blast or whatever happens and and then they he gets even bigger and i was like oh okay i must have just looked away for two seconds and he got huge or something because yeah greymon's greymon's scale here was like i think it was they both become way 60 feet by the by yeah. the peak of the fight <laughs> it's it's yeah, yeah and, I'm, and i'm just like how how are all these digimon just like throwing themselves around at the top of tokyo tower it's like it's like all over the place but fine and then obviously he just digivolves and Whatever, metal, metal game, I can fly. I don't think about it. <laughs> so yeah, okay, and like uh, I, actually... I feel like this is the this is the first time that like the action has gone to a major monument, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. So yeah. I, I feel like the the very like kind of blasé newscast at the end. It's like, oh yeah, there's monsters around the tower. It would be a bit more urgent because <laughs> this is like you know a national <laughs> monument. Yes, <laughs> you probably should. Okay, be. I actually had a question because I was I might have been confusing this. So we mentioned in the other episode, last episode, how about the incinerator. This wasn't the incinerator, right? This was a different no. building. Okay. The the one the one the incinerator is no is in um the the, the, the neighborhood they used to live in, whereas Tokyo right. Tower is like right downtown Shibuya. Yeah. Okay. Tokyo I Tower was, yeah. I was confusing that then. Tokyo Tower probably probably the most famous landmark in, in Tokyo, I'd say. Probably. Yeah, apparently at any given time, like three or four floors of it are just dedicated to a One Piece museum. Well, they have that bloody Persona Five crap when they revealed the that 
thing where they basically took over Tokyo Tower, which meant they just showed a bunch of lights in it. So I just assume they'll send that <laughs> thing out for anyone who wants it. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, they they have it in here. They don't explicitly refer to it as Tokyo Tower in the dub, although I can't really see any reason why they wouldn't be able to or something like maybe. Oh no, they probably they probably it's couldn't the be able Empire to. Empire State right? Building. Yeah, I mean with the Empire State Building. It's funny you say that because I think that's actually also trademarked. So they'd have to like, I think you have to pay to reference that stuff if I have it. If I'm, if I've got that right, you probably do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a it's obviously Tokyo Tower. It's a big red Eiffel Tower looking thing. So, you know, it it is what it is. But yeah, the the fight there look is fine. You know, Score Marimon is does put up a good fight, like Sloane said, and uh, they do eventually dispose of him. So it's fairly. Standard. I thought it was. I thought it was a good fight. Uh, I liked how Togemon literally just got lit on fire and was like running around all comedically. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it it's good. interesting. Note is that Skull Marimon's theme in the Japanese version is Death Marimon. So I guess this is just a case of try to say death as little as possible. <laughs> he's metal. He's pretty metal, and and that it makes sense because he's there's not many skulls on him. So yeah, he's more like a Terminator, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he's human Marimon. Yes, he's surprisingly fleshy considering Marimon, who is just completely covered in flames. So maybe that's just what Marimon looks like normally, except not as hench. I, I, I also did love the part um, right before Greymon digivolves, where it just seemingly like floats up into the air for no reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a, there was a lot of that. Yeah, where it's just like it's like the bloody. Um, I don't know. Is that like one of those anime things where if you if you need characters to fly to make this battle work, just sod it. They can stay in the air for <laughs> way too long. That was that was my thing too. I was like, why is he just in the air? But I was like, you know what? Okay, whatever. Like watching the end of JoJo's Part Three or something. It's just like everyone's flying now. No explanation. <laughs> but fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, this. I think this episode's definitely an example of like the the budget being extremely limited because there's a lot of like reused attack animations. Surprisingly, they don't reuse the Digivolution animations. Though we only get one this episode. Well, oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Like when you say reuse, you, do you mean like the same in the same within the same episode? Yeah, like they right. they use a lot of the like the, the stock attack animations. Like when Bertramon flies up to do a meteor wing, I was like, that background's not Tokyo. That's the digital world sky. Oh, right. Okay, because they definitely use like the same animation for meteor wing like almost all the time. But obviously, they just change up the background. So yeah. if they just didn't even change up the background, <laughs> then that was pretty funny. It was just like, oh, okay, well, yeah. This, this, and no, and, it's the sky. Who cares? Let's just let's just go for it. Yeah, and there are a few insert shots of uh, Ty and Mimi yelling that were reused multiple times as well. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> no, I didn't notice. To be fair, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I did like the beginning, uh, the first half of this episode, where you have. Uh, first, I, I, we can't not mention uh, Ty and sorry, Ty, Agumon and Tentamon's uh, street clothes because those are just hilarious. I love Tentamon's disguise. It's so good. It's so cute. He's just I, like a short him. little boy. <laughs> Agumon is a baby boy. Yeah, Agumon with the hoodie is a good look. I that should be like a skin in. He, a he game. just has his big snout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like how it's like. I think doesn't... maybe the funniest sub dub change in this episode is in the Japanese version. Is he entirely like, genuinely compliment them on the disguise? Like, wow, I barely even recognized you. 
Whereas in the dub, they're like snarky about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, they're not really hiding <laughs> at all. But I don't know. Yeah, it's just so funny. Like, cause, like in the sub, they're just so childlike and like you know innocent. They're like, "Wow, this is so cool! I, I can't even recognize that you're a monster." And then in the English version, Ty's like, "Oh yeah, you're real inconspicuous." <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I don't. Yeah. Uh, what what else could they do? I was for I was for Tentamon's design. Sorry, disguise was really funny with the cap. Uh, he, he just looks like I don't know, like. I put down he had like a hacker outfit, but I'm not sure that's actually what what it is. So he just looks incredibly like dorky, I suppose, which is probably appropriate. Yeah, and and Agamon just looks cool as hell. <laughs> so again, if if there's like a new Digimon story or whatever coming out, please give Agumon that outfit as like a pre-order bonus or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> like I would be all over that. <laughs> That'd be awesome, yeah. And that's the uh that's the pre-order bonus for Cyber Sleuth 3 is uh hoodie Agumon and hat Tentamon. <laughs> yes, please do. Come with, come in a pack with uh Punk Agumon and uh Reggae right. Palmon. <laughs> Perfect. I knew that was cool. Can I, I just say because uh, they they do have like a little meeting uh yes. to talk about so basically, they talk about the theory of uh, who the eighth child is, and they all collected their their phone books from their schools, like at that time, to try and call. And Mimi and Palmon's entrance is so golden. <laughs> yeah, I made a note. Mimi just pushing along Palmon, and Palmon's like, "I'm supposed to be a little baby," and Mimi just says, "You screw up, now get out." <laughs> it's like so aggressive. It's so funny. Like I I love those two. Like their dynamic is so good. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's. She, it's really funny. Also, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, sort of surprised by like. Okay, this is definitely thinking too hard about it. So apologies for going all cinema sins a bit here, but the, the. Okay, so <laughs> she's pushing them. She's pushing Palmon around in a pram, uh, and then later on, Sora is doing it. So like, they're too old to obviously be playing like, you know, mommy or whatever, and she's hopefully too young to actually have a child so like i don't know like is this is this is the least inconspicuous this is the least conspicuous thing at all <laughs> so even more so than the tentamon <laughs> and agamon's disguises so i don't know anyway i'm just i'm just wondering where the hell just, that is just the giant pink bird giant pink poking out of the stroller <laughs> yeah the better off just doing what they did originally and just saying their toys but whatever yeah i don't know anyway so no that whole se- that whole also, sequence was funny also, i want to give I just want to say, um, Joe running in, chatting how much he loves Izzy's theories. Like, I love these kids so much. They're so good. I did feel, I did feel sorry for Joe just having having all that, all those. Um, I thought they were giving him his, uh, giving Joe his homework, their homework at first, <laughs> but then like, they're just leaving Joe to just do all their work. Was pretty funny. They're like, you do it. And I like how he's like, oh man, Ty, you're a really great guy. And it's just because Ty forgot, like, couldn't find his and forgot <laughs> yeah, to bring it. That was good. That was good. It's good. This, this, this is a pretty funny episode, all things considered. Like, all of the, um, the like, really just stupid, like, insults that Demi Devamon and Gatamon with all, like, the, the cat puns throw is just, it's 90s comedy gold. Yeah. No, it's it's funny, and and then it's also the beginning of the trend of Joe just not being there at all whenever they're in the real real world, which you you see more of as as you go on through like O two and the our war game and and try to an extent. So yeah, he's he's just got so much shit going on, and it's uh, it's poor Joe. I feel bad for poor him. Joe. Poor Joe. 
Yeah, Joey's got a crap down. He's just left to be everyone's secretary with the um, either searching around patrol, which is another interesting dub change in the in the sub. The reason they're going out is they're literally going door to door to try to find the eighth child. <laughs> oh. Whereas the dub makes it more like they're just looking for, you know, they're looking to stop uh, any evil Digimon from stopping their search. Oh, you, you mean they they basically censored it to not have kids thinking they should go outside and knock random people's doors? Is that basically what happened there? <laughs> that must be right. Like Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, weird. I mean, not not weird, but like I hadn't thought of that. I wouldn't have thought of that if you hadn't told me there was a difference there in the in the uh, original. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's, it's a weird yeah. change, but it's, it's one that I I can't say I, I disapprove of because it makes a lot more logical sense to have them just like you know on the lookout for monsters instead of literally trying to search out you know one child in a city of millions. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, it seems like an impossible task, and there's a lot of convenience there. With who the even, well, even with just who the eighth child is, is very convenient. But it's yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. it's a big task. Also, um, gotta say, uh, Joe had my favorite line, which is, "Hi, I know this is kind of strange, but I was in second grade with you, and it just cuts off." Oh, when was that? That's when he's calling, like he's going through the phone book, and then he, the first person he calls, he's like, "Hi, I know this is," and he does that line, and it just smash cuts to Sora and Mimi. Um- so he is like, hi, I know it sounds weird, but we used to go to high school together and then it cuts away. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. No, it's basically I don't that. think it was weird. It's really but, good. But it's kind of like he's obviously making a million of those calls. So it's just like, Joe at work. And then just, you know, you don't see him again for the whole episode. Just just hope just hope it happens. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter because they're, the, they're on a wild goose chase. So, but as we'll, uh, as we'll soon find. <laughs> So um, yeah, this episode because they're currently too dumb to realize <laughs> the obvious that hey, maybe the eighth child is the eighth child that we actually know was there at the Paramount. Yeah, literally there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the one the one who remembers Digimon still. Yeah, who's like hey, you're Agumon's friends. <laughs> literally knows did can spot out a Digimon like no problem. Yeah, even Gatamon can figure it out. Uh, although Gatamon just has, does have a tendency for being like on the ball in general so i guess that's no not a surprise <laughs> but i thought this one was fine i thought this episode was fine no problems with it really too much a bit like generic and yeah i could tell this was a bit of a cheap one but not the end of the world i just like this arc enough where the just the fact that they're in like you know where they are what they're doing is it makes it entertaining to watch so uh i, I was happy with this one yeah, this is honestly one of my most remembered ones from this little arc, just because of the because uh, of the fact that we see School Maramon so much, and like now is his fight, and also just because of the setting of the Tokyo Tower, like it just feels very memorable to me, and like these are just very specific things that sort of stick out. Yeah, I remember the I remember the Kari Gatamon stuff much more, but that also kind of just blurs together with like the rest of their scenes during this whole arc. So. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual score Maramon fight, I don't remember in the slightest. And forgettable sounds like it's really harsh, but I can think it is. So you know, <laughs> I can't see that sticking in my memory too I, much. I, but you know, it's fine. It was entertaining enough. And yeah, he's also uh, pogging constantly. So you know, he just he just has the pog face like immediately. And the fact that I even like realized that, like I even thought of that right away and put that in my notes. Is just pretty shameful. So, <laughs> oh. 
Do we have any uh, last thoughts on this episode then, or? I can't think of any. No, there there actually weren't a whole lot of major differences between the two in this episode. Like it was mostly just like small details and, and pedantry for the most part. So I don't really have a whole lot more to add personally. Okay, so we should get on to uh, episode thirty-three then. You think? Johnny. Yeah. Let's move on. This is my favorite of the three episodes that we covered today. I, I really love this episode for reasons we'll get into in a bit. It's fairly simple plot-wise. Like you, you can just you can sum this up pretty simply. So it starts with Matt and TK riding the subway. And Matt's taking TK home because it's his duty as a, a brother, even though they don't live together anymore. Uh, Padawan makes kind of a snide comment about them acting all mushy, and that gets him and TK into an argument that results with Padawan running off. The rest of the gang meaning Matt, TK, and uh, Sunemon, go after him and encounter two minions of Myotismon, uh, Gatsumon and Pumpkinmon, just clowning around in uh, downtown Shibuya. So they hang out with them while they're looking for Padamon. Eventually, uh, Myotismon returns and threatens them if they don't uh, do their job and, and catch the kids and take their crests and whatnot. But the two are just so lovable and you know nice and friendly that they decide to defy their master's orders, which unfortunately results with them getting murked super hard. This sends Matt into a rage, and he evolves uh, Sunimon all the way up to Wergerumon, who fights Myotismon, but gets kind of thrashed because, you know, he's a super powerful vampire demon. And when all hope seems lost, TK's uh, strong emotions allow Padawan to evolve Anjumon for the only the second time in the entire series so far. And he... Teams up with Wergerumon to force Myotismon into retreat, and they continue, continue to spend the rest of their time uh, walking home, mulling over the loss of Gatsumon and Pumpkinmon, and how they were kind of proof that, you know, not all bad Digimon are necessarily bad by nature. And uh, yeah, it, it's a super good and super melancholy episode that has maybe one of the most controversial dub changes in the entire series. So I'm excited to talk about that. Okay. Pumpkinmon and Gatsumon's not-so-excellent adventure. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of just... Shall we just go straight into that? Because I'm, I'm curious as to what that is, really. And I, I imagine yeah, it'll... I'm, I really want to hear about this. overall opinion of this episode with Scrafty and, and, and Sloan, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like I said before, I really love this episode. I do, however, think that the dub change is a little bit unneeded. And if people don't know what I'm talking about, it's... In the Japanese version, Myotismon explicitly kills Gatsumon and Pokemon oh, when they yeah. when they try to fight right. back. Right. Yeah, they they are they are super dead. Everyone says they are dead. They are gone. They're they're not coming back. Whereas the dub changes that to him saying, "I've got no choice but to banish you to a dungeon in the digital world." And the rest of the episode has a bunch of little uh, lines that aren't in the sub at all of TK being like, "Do you think we'll ever see him again?" and that kind of stuff. So it's. It's a weirdly it's an it's weirdly kiddy for a series that was pretty good at not shying away from that kind of subject matter before, and I I don't think that I I appreciate it to be honest. No, it's it, it's yeah, it's, a, it's needless, we, and it's it just tying it doesn't yeah. mesh well with like you say the rest of the, the show so far. The show's not been like overly violent or or whatever, but it's certainly not stood you know it's certainly not shied away from emotional moments or, or rather. I should say the dub hasn't toned down the emotional moments of the original show so far, at least not intentionally. But this this seems yeah, and like I mean we we see them like 
basically die. Yeah, like you yeah. see them like it, fade explicit. into like digital dust. So. Yeah, it's, it, the, the the changes do a terrible job of of hiding. Maybe it's just because we're watching in like twenty twenty, and you know, Scrafty, you know explicitly what happened, and then I'm but I'm and I'm just generally anime literate to the point where I can see that and go, oh, I see what they're doing. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's like you see them just go burst into dust and digital dust and it's just like yeah okay you're fooling no one <laughs> uh, so yeah they get they get sent mm-hmm. to the shadow realm yeah. and um, i don't see why they do that but it sets a bad precedent sets a worrying <laughs> precedent for and future that future animes do follow unfortunately yeah and like what's what's confusing to me is like not not to get too ahead of things but like a character dies only a few episodes from now that's like right. we're not far off from from a, a fairly important, oh yeah, you know, right. significant character right. death that they don't edit at all. So I don't know why they changed this because like the only rationalization I can think of is maybe it's because Gatsumon and Pumpkinmon are a lot more like child coded than the character who dies later on. I guess so. There was something around like kids being killed that they they didn't want to have in the show, but it's it's bizarre. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the episode still works overall, and I think maybe because part of part of that is the fact that I'm aware, I'm I'm hyper aware that the they're just they're just avoiding using the word term death and words death and whatever. And if taken to if taken at face value, maybe this episode doesn't have the same impact. Oh yeah, no, like I still I still think even with the change, this episode's fantastic, and I it's I really love good. this was my I love uh, the build up. Bunch. Yeah, I love the build up to the specifically climax. yeah the, the the payoff of you know the the, the the, their death scene and then the payoff of that and you know the the like final scene where they're mem- remembering the uh, the short times they had with uh, mm-hmm. with him uh, with, with the two of them yeah it, it still works yeah it's just a just an odd change o- uncharacteristic I, I think is the phrase okay uh, uh scrafty i have an important question because there was a line i caught very on very early on and it immediately made me think of something and I need to know if it was in the sub. Go so for it. early on they say, um, I think it's Pumpkinmon who says, mm-hmm. So these are city people and I thought, so maybe they have the Kansai accent. Do they have the Kansai accent? They they do not in the in the oh. sub. They they oh, sound man, like myself. young very young children in the sub. Like they have very oh, high pitched oh, like weird. squeaky voices. I've I just <laughs> assumed that they were like some it maybe even to the extent that they were voiced by like like a, ca- a classic like japanese like comedy duo um they've very much got that yeah. same and, and the dub the with the dub approach makes it sound like they saw the original and understood what that was and and just you know made it sound like a yeah like a comedy duo but as the episode goes on it's kind of like yeah i guess that makes more sense because they are just looking to play basically and mess around and all that rather than crack wise mm-hmm. so yeah, it's um, but yeah, no. The, the initial impression was was that they were very much. I, I I don't know if there's a term for it or not, but like you, you see you see stuff like these Japanese comedians like play this Mario game or whatever. Like you see occasional stuff. Uh, paying attention as much as I do to like mm-hmm. Japanese shit. <laughs> so um, I kind of yeah, I went jumped jumped to a conclusion there, but surprised to hear that they're like very young children. Yeah, so they. They're not like a comedy duo, but they there are multiple references. I had to look, I had to look this huh. up because um, I had no idea what it was. But several different characters, so the 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 teen girl they meet in the streets and uh, Matt later on, confuse them for contestants on a show called Kinchan's Costume Challenge. That's like a real show. Which is like, huh. 
Yeah, apparently it's a real show where, where Japanese children dress up in costumes, do a bunch of little skits and whatever. Okay. <laughs> so Sounds weird. I, I guess that's <laughs> what they're going for with this, if, if multiple characters make that observation. Yeah, because they keep saying... I thought it was kind of weird because they keep saying like... Oh, just because you're a kid in a costume, you can't be in the pachinko parlor. And I was like, I'd be kind of more concerned if I saw those people as costumes. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the, the but yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that too because they don't cut that in the dub. Like they, they they don't cut kids gambling, but they they cut kids dying. I guess they don't explicitly refer <laughs> yeah, to what they're doing. I suppose, which is the difference. But and the assumption with most Digimon is that they are. Uh, most of the villain Digimon, at least, is that they are quote-unquote adults, so I guess there's nothing inherently wrong with that. They're just kind of not explicit enough to get into trouble or whatever, so mm-hmm. it seems fine. I, I, I didn't think yeah. that scene was weird or anything. It's like him going, oh, there are a bunch of kids in costumes or whatever. It's kind of like it. The the ever since they got back to the human world, the humans... Uh, sorry, the humans. Um, people have been so like nonchalant and like so quick to excuse the existence of these monsters roaming around and crashing up the city and stuff so like it kind of just fits still i don't know basically everyone in tokyo is an idiot Mm -hmm. and (laughs) this ties with that uh, in digimon sorry of course but yeah i the entire middle part of this episode where they're they're just causing problems on purpose is like i love that so much (laughs) It's it's really good yeah they just they just steal ice cream and like gleefully admitting that they stole it to matt and tk uh, they they try on some some cool gender non-conforming costumes because they're they're both NB icons. Yes, sure. They style I, it. I I genuinely love all of it. Like the fact that they're like evil schmevel. We want to be on TV, and then just the beat, and then TK saying or like they're like next stop Hollywood, and the beat, you have like the one like beat for the pause, and TK's like they're not ready for TV. <laughs> it's it's like a genuinely funny episode that I enjoyed a whole lot. It is, yeah, and like this is an example of like I laughed way more at the dub version of this episode than the sub one because the, the sub one is it's kind of dry, like they they don't have as much personality, they're just kind of kitty. But yeah. in in the dub, they they have those great lines about wanting to be you know Hollywood stars, and there's a great line later on that was only in the dub where when they're defying Myotis Mun, they say that they don't want to fight anymore because every time they fight, uh, people get hurt and they're not about oh, hurting people. I remember people. that. Yeah, that was like a really sweet line. Yeah, and that's that's not at all in the in the sub. In the sub, they just the, the line is literally just we just want to play all day. So there's no like depth to that. It's just kind of innocence, I guess. I do like I do like how they've been characterizing like Mayuta's mom's lackeys as like you, he's got a bunch of people who are like you know basically like hardened criminals. So you you score Meramons and you forget other examples, I guess. Whatever other Digimon have showed up so far, I don't know Ramon, I guess. But then you've got the like so you know, Gatamon and, 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 um, God, who was the name of the dude, uh, not Citramon, whatever his name, Nanimon, or whatever, who are obviously these just completely clueless idiots, who, and like, very, who have no business basically working for Mayus's mom, but are clearly <laughs> doing it out of fear, or, or whatever it is, and, and these, these two yeah. guys are like the optimum of, of that they they literally I'm, do not I'm want sure to we'll get more into it um next episode but yeah like there there is a heavy undercurrent of people only follow myosmon because he he beats them into submission if they don't yes yes that's uh, definitely covered next episode uh, but the yeah these these two guys are like definitely. the most 
pure, I guess, of 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 everyone. Uh, yeah, I just I just love how as soon as they encounter like Matt and TK, they just instantly basically clue on to the fact that if we stick around with these guys, we can you know we don't have to worry about yeah we don't have to worry about not being able to have fun and it's sad <laughs> yeah, it's it's sad what happens to them yeah. because of that um, and so quickly too like I think I think one thing in this episode for me is when I started watching it and I don't remember watching this like episode I think it's completely just faded out of my memory at some point which is a shame because it's such a good episode um, mm-hmm. but the yeah this this is this is an episode where I expected it to be the whole episode is just got uh, got Simon and Pumpkin Man just messing around and you know causing problems on purpose and maybe Matt gets annoyed at them or something like that and and then obviously Myotis Man catches up with them at the end or something and there's a there's a fight but no it's basically half the episode is the problems on purpose thing or two thirds of it and then yeah then they do get smacked down by Myotis Man sent to the Shadow Realm and the rest of it is a fairly you know decent length fight between Wegurumon and Angemon and and Mightismon and yeah, and that, that fight scene is really well choreographed considering it, it's the good. recent fights have basically just been used the stock attack animation at the the evil monster and continue to do that until you win. Yeah, yeah. Wegurumon I think justifies the extra effort because he's such a physical Digimon compared to like you know projectile basically like war grim not mm-hmm. war grim sorry metal grim on being like the zoner and and all that and everyone else just flying around he he's doing spin kicks and stuff like that so yeah he just he definitely deserves the extra effort and it and it shows they did a good job with this one yeah there's a cool like physicality and a weight to the fight because like you see him like bursting through buildings and like stomping in through windows and like landing everywhere like it's really like it's a really great like scene like even though it's not super long, and even though Wergurumon gets incredibly bodied very easily, it's it, it was still like a lot of fun. Like it was very hype. It was very hyped up. I mm-hmm. will stick. I will stick up for Wergurumon. Um, yes, eventually he does get beat down, but it's not like, you know, he becomes Gurumon, and yes, then he gets beat up fairly easily. But then, when oh no, he, he puts does, up when, a fight. Yeah, <laughs> when he does Digivolve, it's like okay, now now he's now he's able to fight and so on, and for for a time. For time, so they do they do do good by him. But obviously, the Crimson Lightning is just too good at keeping yeah. Rushdown out. Yeah, <laughs> whips whips are OP. Uh, just anyone who's played any other Belmonts online and Smash Brothers knows this for a fact. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it's the same thing with with uh, the Undernight games. The Whip character is by far the the strongest character in the game. So it's just whips are OP. Please ban ban whips. No whips. The there was one other thing I wanted to mention. If that's oh, go- okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead. for it. So there's there's an excellent little um, sub music moment where just like 20 episodes ago when we first saw Anjaman, when he makes a triumphant return, there's another amazing mood moment where when TK is flashing back to the time he spent with uh, Gatsumon and Pumpkinmon, he clutches his he clutches his crest and says, and just kind of says, Padamon, wherever you are, please help." And then the music drops out. And then Braveheart kicks in, and it's dope. so good. Oh, dope, sound good. fantastic. I was going to ask if they did something like that again, because I thought the actual yeah, like, it, the dual presentation of that, as it can tend to be in some some moments, I did find to be a little bit understated in the in the dub uh, when Patamon digivolves, especially because correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this the first time we actually see Patamon's 
digi evolution sequence. Like I don't think she. No, back in in thirteen he did he did digivolve. It was just yeah. with the spinny um, we, and the we, we didn't get yeah like we just didn't get the lead up to it. Right, fair enough. This fair time enough. we get like the full lead up with like the guitar riff and everything. Got it. Got I'm it. Not I, wasn't sure. I was pretty surprised. I completely forgot that Padamon actually can digivolve. Like I mean, like I know obviously you <laughs> can, but like I forget that like he's not just like digi x machina basically <laughs> no i mean and, and, angemon especially as we eventually go get into wo2 and stuff angemon as we know can and does get <laughs> the shit kicked out, kicked out of him on several occasions he's no he is the sx machina at the very beginning of the show and then he's very, very much relegated to oh we need this guy to like get beat down like several times because otherwise the stakes are just yeah like he shows up but here I... to prove myotismon is is certainly no devimon like he is he is a cuttable yeah and i feel like that's a, that's a good use of him though because it, it it answers the question that you know kids might have had of why can't angemon just one shot him because he one shot devimon <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah so it answers that succinctly with he has to work together with Wagrumon, an ultimate level Digimon, to uh, basically just scare off Mon. <laughs> like, there's no definitive victory here by any means whatsoever. Uh, although, to be fair, he doesn't Because if he, he, if he, he just had a fate, fate, he so. probably would have... Yeah. Bit of a weird inconsistency as well, where after the fight, both Anjumon and Wagrumon go back to their rookie forms instead of going back to in-training. I thought they'd mention that. I mentioned something about that, like... I think the thing here is, you know, not to get too far ahead, but next episode, it ha- the same thing happens uh, with Agumon. Uh, he goes from Metal, Gr- Metal Grimon all the way back down to Agumon. I'm guessing this is just them getting more used to the ultimate forms and being able to control, you know, they, they don't, like, have to regenerate so heavily after using those forms, uh, which I think That's makes a fair sense. explanation. That makes, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, because it's certainly a thing clearly going to happen more often as we go through but yeah they don't touch on it at all in either episode so it's like they could have easily explained it like wow you've controlled your ultimate form more but they just don't say anything about it and it's like (laughs) okay fine that's how it's going to be then fine yeah the the ending of the japanese version uh, i should point out was also very very melancholy like from when the battle ends until the flashback there's Basically, no music and no dialogue. It's just Matt and TK walking back past the places where they hung out with Pokemon and Gatsumon, and just kind of like staring forlornly at them. Like it's it's a really sad moment. Right. They just set up the flashbacks and, and that. Yeah, they show the flashbacks. But the flashbacks are wordless in the Japanese version. They don't have any dialogue on them. Right. That's of that's course. what I expected. Yeah. When you when you said it was silent, is is that so? Yeah. It's 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 very melancholy. Like they do a good job of selling how tragic this is and how it affected both Matt and TK because they both make comments about like how they're not going to let this happen again basically. Yeah, very very well done like very well done emotional moment and it makes it makes that fight feel and the fight was good in its own merits but it makes that fight feel so much more earned uh, like compared to like last episode for example where the fight yeah. was very much oh we need a brawl to contrast these really sort of quiet scenes with Kari and Gatamon just sort of in the living room <laughs> so or lounge um so so yeah oh i should also point out gatsuman's name gatsuman is named after the japanese word gotsu which means uh rough or hard 
Ah. Mm. And what's um, Pumpkinmon named after? Pumpkinmon in the Japanese version is just called Pumpmon, so I'm glad they changed that. Ooh, I don't. <laughs> oh God. I was just gonna make the what's Pumpkinmon named after because he's obviously known after Pumpkin, but wow. I'm twelve. That and that's a funny that. name. So there we go. Because um, the one pump man. I think. Can, can I just mention Gotsumon? And we've had people, you know, write in and say stuff like, "Oh, I, you know, here's your favorite Digimon," and so on. Um, I don't know why I just did that ooh voice. I'm not making fun of people who write his emails because I love you all. <laughs> but the yes, we've had people call write in and say like, "Who's your favorite Digimon?" and so on. I really like. I won't go that far, but I really like Gotsumon's design. Like he is one of those Digimon designs that is very easily easily memorable. I wouldn't mistake it for like a Pokemon or something else or any other kind of monster design. It's very just straightforward, like rock monster. He's got a big built-in grin. It's great. I, I really like his design, so just wanted to mention have, that. Ha, have you ever seen Gatsumon X before? No, I don't usually like most of the X forms, but I'm, I'll, I'll look this up literally right now and give you my... Let's, uh, let's look at Gatsumon It's like sumo-themed. They almost like a sumo wrestler. Immediate opinion of it. Oh! Uh, yeah, I dig that actually. Yeah, that's pre- that's that's good. Well, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that that keeps his like it, that keeps the look of his like his his face of, of normal Gotamon. Although I'm not sure why it's not. Yeah, it makes like... him a big a uh, big bulky boy. But I I like how yeah, like you said, it keeps his general face and head design, and even gives him like a little like kind of top knot shaped rock on his head as well. Yeah, no, I dig that. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I'm not sure why it's just not much called like sumo got some or something, but maybe that's a bit too on the nose. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a rookie level as well. Right, okay, fair enough. Pumpkinmon, it's, it's fine <laughs> by, by comparison. But yeah, I think Gotsumon does. Sh- Gotsumon's a mainstay of like the games and so on, like as like a sort of like standard enemy or whatever. And 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 I think he he will show up in later series as well. So yeah, yeah, he's he's one of the. The uh, kind of side antagonists of the the first arc of uh, Savers, so you can look forward to that as well. Uh, cool, cool. Also, can my favorite bit of like physical comedy in this episode was Pumpkinmon summons the giant pumpkin to try and like punk Myotismon with, and then just all the bats just eat it in an instant. <laughs> it's like a really good attack, and then immediately just showed up. <laughs> it's like, oh no. <laughs> also, um. When Myotismon appears, he said, instead of causing pain and suffering, I find you here eating ice cream. And they're like, well, it is stolen. He's like, I don't care about ice cream. It's <laughs> This dub is is so good. And then, like, I cannot overstate how much I love this enough. Like, yeah. when when like they really go for it, like, these episodes are genuinely really funny. And, and on, on that same note, uh, when they when they originally get the ice cream earlier, and they're like, yeah, we got some ice cream. It's like, where, where did you get ice cream? It's like, we stole it! <laughs> just like that's uh, right. Like, the, yeah, their comedic timing is really good in this episode. It's, it's funny. Yeah, it's such a genuinely funny episode. Like I, it's so good. Like I, I completely forgot about this, and so coming back to it, like I remember you said a few days earlier, Scrafty, when we were all talking, like you're like, oh, I good episode, and I was like, ooh, I'm looking forward to it. But actually watching it is really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. it's it, I would call it disarmingly charming. It, it, it kind of puts you off guard with like the comedy of the first three quarters and then just blindsides you with a sucker punch yeah. to the gut in the last act. Yeah, the um, I would find this episode works a lot less effectively if the characters were just sort of annoying. I mean, they are meant to be somewhat... You know, like, as, as characters, they would be annoying 
like to encounter if you were Matt or Webb. But the uh, to to watch, they are just entertaining and charming, and and yeah, it it makes the end of it work. Because if if it if it if if they were just annoying, I might just be happy to see my Otis mom blast them. Because <laughs> um, you know that's that's how it be sometimes. I don't know, but they're not those characters. And, yeah, yeah, like if they, they do were the work. outwardly causing more trouble, then like it would it wouldn't make the um their face turn as good. But like because yeah. like they sort of become friends with Matt and TK, even though Matt and TK are super exasperated because like they're still doing things they aren't supposed to, like yeah. stealing ice cream. It just it wouldn't be, but it's like it's these it's the the sort of like brief friendship they form makes it a lot better. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's well done. Mm-hmm. I, I, big big fan of Bulkmon and Skullmon uh, in this episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> any other That's... thoughts or anything for this for this this one or I think uh, the, the, the one the last teenager. change. The one last oh, little go, change. Go for it. The one last little change I didn't really get to mention before is. In the dub, when Padmon overhears the girl talking about where a good place to meet up is, she just kind of says the park, and it seems kind of weird and forced, and that's because in the Japanese version, she mentions that she's meeting friends by the statue of Hachiko, oh, which is right. the designated meeting place for the friend group. Yes, Hachiko being the... Okay. It's a dog who was like the, uh, the mayor's dog, and the mayor died, and he waited for him to come back. Uh, and he always waited in that one spot. So when the dog died, they built the statue of him. Have I got that correct? Because there was an almost identical yeah. story right. from uh, Edinburgh. You're, yeah, very, very close. It was a, a university lecturer who took the train to work every day. Right, okay. And one day he dropped dead like mid-lecture, but his dog, Hachiko, continued waiting for him for, like I think, 10 years until he, he finally died as well. And the, the townspeople built a, a statue of him in, in his honor. Yeah, there was an almost, there was an almost identical story from Scotland where it was, I forget this occupation, he might be a mayor, and maybe that's where I thought of the mayor thing from, but there was the dog, and he was waiting for his owner, because the owner died, and the dog didn't understand that. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you, if you look up Greyfriars, Greyfriars Bobby, uh, it's basically the exact same story of Hachiko, except transplanted to Scotland. Like, it's weird how that shit happens, but dogs be dogs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But Hachiko, Hachiko's shown up in a bunch of things like if you play the game about tokyo uh, the world ends review is notable for having the statue of to- uh, statue of hachiko show up in like a named somewhat important form so yeah and it, it kind of ties uh the episode's themes but like friendship and loyalty together as well well yeah totally yeah that is, that is that absolutely line... appropriate thematically it felt so out of place she's literally just like i like to go meet people at the park <laughs> And it's like, yeah. um, people don't talk like that, but okay. I, I understand that most, you know, American kids probably aren't familiar with like Hachiko, so it was probably wise not to just name drop that and expect them to do it, but yeah. it does kind of remove some of the thematic, I guess, meat to this uh, this episode, as meaty as a, an episode of the children's anime can be, at least. Yeah, in a, in a dub of, like, a 20-minute episode that has to go out on, like, kids' TV, <laughs> it's, it's too much effort to even begin to explain what the hell that is, so yeah, absolutely. Exactly. No, yeah. It's just I just thought that line was so funny because it's just so convenient <laughs> in how they speak sure. about it. Yeah, I thought it was just Patamon being kind of dense and like mishearing someone's random <laughs> conversation to be like a you know a clue as to the, the nature of how humans be or whatever, and just like everyone meets at the park, and it's just two people saying like, "Yeah, I meet at the park," <laughs> like uh, just Patamon being naive or something because. 
there are Digimon and don't know any better. Anyway, yeah, that that that's an interesting bit of background there. So thanks as always, Crafty. Yeah, that was, that was a, gr- a great episode, and surprisingly, it's one of the few episodes in this stretch that aren't written by Jeff Nimoy and Bob Buchholz. Oh, who wrote this huh. one? So, congratulations to Ardright Chamberlain and John Luden. You did a great job with you this episode. Really the, you know, the death change aside, I will never let you forget that as long as I live, but everything else is good. <laughs> Sorry, right, right. You did, they did good. Right, that, what was that first person's name again? Uh, it's Ardright Chamberlain. That's a that's a name and a half that is okay cool that's a good name <laughs> your parents did good buddy that's my favorite <laughs> i mean okay I, i'm never gonna play it but if i if i were to start a final fantasy 14 account i know now know what i call my character so what a... <laughs> <laughs> that's that that's good okay cool on to episode 34 then let's go on to the last episode of the week episode 34 so in this episode everyone is sort of like gets home they were all out for the day from looking for the eighth child slash evil Digimon. And Gatomon is now sort of lurking outside the Kamiya uh, residence. She's on a built like the top of a building across the street from them. And a lot of this episode is her musings about her backstory. Uh, I had to rewatch the episode again this morning to make sure I got everything. She basically talks about um, her life beforehand about being alone as Salomon, eventually meeting Myotismon, being hurt very badly, being uh, abused by him to grow up to become one of his uh, soldiers. So while that's happening, Wizardmon, our good friend who was hanging out around passing out balloons in a few episodes earlier, uh, finds the eighth Digivice in the crow's nest. So uh, he hides that, goes back to Gatumon because he was talking to her earlier, and hands her the, the Digivice, like, I, you remember this, don't you? And at first she's like, I don't remember this. But eventually, in very convenient manner, her memory starts to come back, and uh, we see the more of the past of Gatumon, of Nyaromon, just, like, sitting out in the cold, in the snow, just waiting for years upon years, or however long, for um, her child to find her, or for her sort of to serve the purpose as the eighth Digimon. So they end up going uh, with the realization that Kari is the eighth uh, Digidestined, and they go down to the balcony where she's watching. Tai comes out, is sort of like, hey, don't be near my sister, you're evil Digimon. But uh, they hand over the eighth Digivice to Tai to make sure that Kari doesn't get caught with it and promptly murdered afterwards by Myotismon. Uh, and they go off to try and find the real uh, tag and crest that she has because the ones that were being handed, that were being used by everyone were all copies and Myotis one has the real one. So they go to the evil lair, open the coffin to try and get it. Of course, it is a fake. Myotis Mon starts to fight them. He kicks their butts promptly because it's just Wizard Mon and Ty and uh, uh, Greymon come in. Greymon digivolves to Metal Greymon. Does one attack, which is deflected, de-digivolves, and both Wizardmon, or at least Wizardmon, Wizard, no, it's just Wizardmon, uh, is thrown into the bay. Myosmon uses the bats to fly off with uh, Gatomon, and so they go back, and that's it. Like, they just sort of lose, and have to figure out what to do now that they have the knowledge that Gatomon is the 8th Digimon. 
That is a it is a very hefty episode to say the least. Yeah, it's a beefy boy. Yeah, ending with Gatamon just being like taken hostage, basically. It's a, it's a pretty pretty yeah. pretty resounding loss for the crew, uh, even if, even if they have made some new friends and uh, and finally figured out who the ape child is after basically being idiots for the last six episodes or something like that yeah it's a it's a yeah it's uh it's a lot of uh heavy exposition and lore dumps on the backgrounds of both wizardmon and uh gatamon which are pretty interesting i feel like yeah even if it's handled kind of clunky it is there are many options i guess other than gatamon basically talking to the camera and saying i'm gatamon here's my backstory I feel like they had time to maybe fill in some of these blanks in the earlier episodes, and I don't know. Oh, like, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I think this, this whole because I remember this as a kid being like a cool moment of the show because it was very much revealing the facts of who the character, you know, who Gatamon is, uh, and so on as well. I remember, I just, I just generally remember being a fan of Wizardmon. That last second part hasn't changed. I still quite like Wizardmon, but the actual episode now that I generally know all this stuff anyway it just felt very clunky the way it was delivered and it's like yeah it is very much just exposition and flashbacks and and it's kind of redeemed a bit because the fight at the end is quite good and the fact that they get their asses handed to them is i always enjoy seeing those moments because they are just like you know they they they, you know reinforce the threats they make it feel more meaningful when they do actually go back and fight these characters again so but yeah, beyond that, the, the first half of the episode is is fairly muted, and they just they just absolutely rush through so much character development with Gatomon to the point where it's kind of a disservice. It doesn't feel satisfying for her to sort of realize who she is and and who Gari is, and Kari is kind of sidelined as well for this episode. It feels like like she's not really given time to be like, "Whoa, I'm a Digidestin? That's crazy," or whatever. She's just sort of like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> which is which is she takes in stride she's like I, I have one too Ty and Ty's like no <laughs> yeah oh Ty's in Ty's in big denial like he has no time for any anyone <laughs> which is kind of weird because he's not I don't think he's actually seen Gatamon before oh no he has seen Gatamon before sorry I'm I'm being an idiot yeah uh, the Gatamon kicked their asses back in the digital world didn't, didn't she so you know, but I, did, I did think he was very aggressive I, I do think th- as you know, as jam-packed as this episode is, and how much going on there is, it, this episode made me remember. No disrespect to Frigimon, I think Wizardmon's the best side character on this show. That's a very oh, yeah, bold no, no, claim. I mean, like, if we're, if we're, if we're going to be real, the Frigimon yeah. thing is, you know, it's like a running joke. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and also, we he doesn't appear in any of, these, any of these episodes, so we can we can give that a break for one episode. He's yeah, I would say. Definitely, definitely. No, yeah, he is, he's a great character. I love how he, upfront he is. he is. Like, it's not like he's like you know a villain who slowly becomes a hero. He's upfront says, "Gatomon, I'm loyal to you only. I don't care what my Ozpan does. I'm only doing what you tell me to do." Yeah, it's a really nice. Like, there's definitely like a running theme in this arc about like friendship versus loyalty, and whether while like one is kind of can be like bought or commanded, while the other could it has to be earned. And I feel like. That's a great theme to reinforce with Wizardmon. How like he doesn't have loyalty; he has friendship instead. Like he's he's not you know serving my just my out of fear or responsibility or whatever. He's just friends with Gadomon, and Gadomon happens to be serving my so he's long for the ride. Yeah, it's I like the look when you look through uh, Wizardmon's flashback. 
And he passes out, Gautamon saves him, offers him water, and even when Wizardmon tries to leave, he he's he, he's like, oh, um, what do I owe you? And she's, she says, well, you must have been around a long time, or uh, you must have been alone for a long time to, to have to say that. And they be, they get this friendship, and it sort of shows Wizardmon, like, hey, there are good Digimon who are willing to help, because even though a bunch of Gazamon rode scooters behind me while I was passed out, uh, this one little cat helped me and gave me water and told me to take it easy while I'm recovering. And you sort of see that that friendship is there, and that's what binds Wizardmon to Gazamon, even as she has gone down this path and lost her memories, etc. Like, seeing the relationship between them is just is, is very nice, because even though it's so sudden, you, you get that very good look at it, like, right from the get-go. Yeah, it, the episode does a great job of establishing a relationship between these two characters that have not had, like, any real role in the, in the plot until now. Like, it basically gives you multiple episodes worth of exposition and backstory in one episode, and yet it somehow doesn't feel forced when you see their relationship. Like, you don't feel like you're being told. You feel like there is enough being shown that you can believe it. Yeah, I guess. Um, maybe that's just down to, like, performance or something, but the more I think about this, the more I'm like... Okay, so like, here's an example. So they, they spend time fleshing out Gatamon's backstory of, like, her being, you know, part of this abusive relationship with Mon, and, you know, now you see her as fairly cold and calculating, and yeah, it's been obvious for the last few episodes she's basically been lying to herself about who she is and, and how evil she is. But it's like... So she, she gets... You know, we see Salomon and and the way Myotis Mon treats her, and she explains like, "Here's how I got these scars, or whatever." <laughs> and she's like, "It's like, okay, so this is why she's the way she is because she's, you know, had a shitty life." Fair enough. But then, like, I don't think that actually, you know, like the scene where she like rescues Wizardmon, or rather, it's showing the her talking to Wizardmon after the fact of, you know, like, "Why did you rescue me?" And and she's like, "Oh, you know." you needed help or whatever. Uh, there isn't quite the connection. I don't know. That scene kind of just felt like it was out of character because like Gatumon's been established as being just kind of like nasty. And that scene was just sort of like, it was obviously, and I know what it's meant to show. It's like, actually deep down, she's nice or whatever, but it just felt like they jumped straight to that part. I guess if that makes sense, it's kind of like, okay, just use a comparison. I'm thinking of like, Star Wars film where you, you have Finn with the like he's one of the stormtroopers they're all told to shoot all the villagers he doesn't do it and that, and then he's like you know I'm I'm not this person or whatever but it's not like he's doing an altruistic thing he's just not doing a horrible thing with Gatamon it's kind of like they jump straight to her doing this very sort of altruistic thing in saving this Digimon that she didn't need to save <laughs> and, and I think that maybe that's the disconnect there so I've said this episode's rushed, and that's kind of a key example of that. Is we're, we're rushing straight from Gatamon about to murder Kari in cold blood to um, <laughs> now she's like thinking about the time she saved this guy from dying, and yeah, and then she's suddenly like, You're my best friend, Kari. I've been waiting for you all my life. And it's like, It's too fast, and and uh, it doesn't work for me, I'm afraid. Like, I, I'm, no, I'm hate to say this because I was really looking forward to this. This episode and the moment where Kari and Gatamon unite, but I just I just don't think it's that good to be honest. Like I, I get the feeling you don't you won't agree with me on this point, but 
I can see where you're coming from. I I do I do agree that like I don't think that the Kari Gatamon relationship works right away, but I I do I am steadfast. I do think that the Wizardmon Gatamon relationship does work out the gate because a combination of the writing and performances makes it seem more believable. Yes, agree. I will absolutely 100% agree with that, and I think that's why. Just to be clear, my overall mood on this episode isn't like I don't think it's. I don't really think it works that well, like because of because of the reasons I've just stated. But I, it doesn't take me out of it or whatever because again, I just Wizardmon, Wizardmon and Gatamon's performances in particular are both very good jobs by the voice actors, and the dialogue writers, and so on, to the point where um, it's it's still entertaining and and it's still like believable that they are friends now. It's more just the they spend a lot of time explaining how they got to that point, and I kind of almost wish they just maybe stripped back some of that stuff a bit and you know maybe left it up in the air to like tackle in a future episode or something like it needs more time to breathe because i think those characters deserve it overall because overall they are good characters and i think they've done a disservice by this episode rushing through all this character development so yeah i i think i I, I, I do for sure think that they could have doled out some of this through a later episode instead of dumping all, all of it right here and I yeah. think a yeah. big issue with it comes from the whole, like, oh, you've been holding back your memories. Like, they've, like, there's just sort of like that amnesia, like, drop out of nowhere. And she's like, oh, I remember again everything suddenly. Like, it's, I like, I will say I do enjoy the, as we've all agreed, like, I do enjoy the uh, Wizardmon Gatsman friendship and Wiscrafty. I can agree. Like, I think it's done pretty well, like, with what we see so far. But just uh, Gatomon's memories all just sort of dropping in at once makes it kind of messy and rushed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's not giving enough time to develop, and I almost wish they hadn't. Because I, I know what they're getting at. Because obviously, the, the fact of the matter is, is that you know, in in episode one, we find all the in training Digimon. They unite with the kids and everyone meets up at once and they're like oh we've been waiting for you and and it's like it's supposed to mirror that and this is obviously the one the one that's sort of gone off track and and hasn't happened as it should have done but then basically sort of they don't even even really commit to the whole thing about like do those do do the digestin digimon like not have their memories after a certain point or something like that or they don't really commit to any of that stuff properly or like properly explain like what happens when a digimon meets their digidestined like i feel like and i i don't want to i don't want to say this mean this needs more law because it really doesn't but, but maybe they just focused on the wrong law if they were going to write this episode the way they have like i yeah i think it's I clear know. that they were definitely still running by the seat of their pants like they probably had no idea <laughs> where, where the end point was or what um yeah, how long this was going to go on for yeah. and i feel like maybe even making gatamon a hero was like a last minute decision so they had to kind of cram in a lot of lore because <laughs> if it, yeah. in my memory it felt very planned and very like it was sort of like a thing that stewed over a good number of episodes but like what, what episode did gatamon first appear it was like episode what like 26 or something or 27 27 i think is her first appearance yeah so six yeah. episodes is a villain in total <laughs> yeah not that long must have felt longer in my memory but uh, yeah just strange anyway uh, yeah that's that's, a, that's what i've got to say about that uh, the rest of it 
is um and 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 to be clear most of my criticisms there are for the scenes where Gatimon is stood on the rooftops by Tyankari's apartment beyond that like them raiding uh Mon's room and go through all of his shit and then get their asses handed to, to them I like those scenes they were you know emotional <laughs> it was it was tough to see them get 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 their asses kicked like they were this week they they actually do the quit looking at me with them big ol' lies moment. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, uh, it's crafty question about the beginning of the episode. So that's there, just there beer. Are... That's just beer he's holding, right? It's straight up yes. In the in the Japanese mm-hmm. version, the dialogue there is actually when Demi Devon asks him what's going on, he says, "I'm having a little bit too much fun in the human world, and I got drunk." And he holds up the alcohol bottle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was just like, dub, that is not green chili sauce, buddy. Yeah, and in the dub, they, they say that it is, it is green chili sauce, which is great on tacos, but they, did not, edit out, they did not edit out his blush, though, so it, it seems that Wizardmon got lost in the sauce. Green chili, <laughs> green chili sauce is them just being like, they might as well have, you might as well have had him say, here, have this, it's not beer, wink. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it just feels very, very, like, knowing. <laughs> Have a, have so, a nice uh, tasty reeb. <laughs> reeb. <laughs> Root beer. Um, yeah. But, uh, let's let's make that just... happen. Let's, let's set up a little, uh, a little uh, Kickstarter for, for Wizard Mom's green chili sauce. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're in. We're in. Yes, there we go. It's great on tacos. That's just, uh, yeah, our, that's just like, like our tagline. It's that's great tagline, on tacos. Yeah, it's great on tacos. <laughs> just, I love how, like, it is so easy to recognize this stuff, but, like, it's still funny just to hear... Wizard Mon in his like 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 young sagely wizardly voice say, "Oh, I found some green chili sauce." <laughs> yeah, it's, what's his voice like? What's his voice like in the sub? Like his because uh, is he's got a very sort of like so it is you know wise-ish. Very, he has a very pretty boy voice in the Japanese version. He's <laughs> voiced by uh, Akira Ishida, who in the he voiced. Kaworu in the, the Japanese version of uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, and he also was the Japanese voice of Byakuya Togami and Danganronpa. Oh, okay, right. So that's that's Same. the kind of voice. It's very smooth and and casual, but I like just the English like the voice dub. a lot, though. Yeah, I'd the say English... that's just like the dub, so... Perfect. Yeah, the English voice yeah. does have that sort of uh, similar quality. It's got like a very, like, he's got like a very, like, light voice, very, like, lilting almost. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did. I, I will say, based on the best of my knowledge, obviously, as someone who doesn't speak Japanese, it seems like the delivery of both voices is very similar. Like they have similar line reads. Okay, I like when that happens. I, I, I like I, I understand a lot, and in the case of Digimon, often appreciate when they go for like dramatically different, <coughs> excuse me, uh, voice treatments in the uh, between the dub and the sub. But I do like it when you can like switch from one language to another, and you can still hear them. Especially because when it's the other way around, when you're going from something like like The Simpsons, for example, the voices that they when they dub in like Japanese or whatever, they do tend to try and stick to the original <laughs> delivery. Just look up Japanese Donald yeah, Duck if you, you don't believe me. So I feel like that's that's kind of like a, a mandate across The Simpsons because um, growing up in Canada, one of the channels, only channels we got was a, a French Canadian news channel that also played uh, the Quebecois dub of The Simpsons sometimes. And um, Quebecois Homer sounds very similar to English Homer as well. Oh, I, I need to hear that <laughs> okay, after maybe done recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go look that up. No, cool. Well, 
yeah, it's either way, Wizardmon's voice is in, in whatever language apparently is uh, yeah very sort of soothing. I think very very nice. To, to so now there are, there are two more fairly significant changes in the Ooh. in the the dub. If you wanna go ahead, yeah, just run we're out. always here to indulge you. So the the first is a Salomon's name in Japanese. It's called Plotmon, which according to my research is a reference to the plot hound because it's supposed to be a little doggy. Wait, P L O T P L O T T. Okay. Oh well, fine. Okay. So yeah, um, you said Plotmon, and I was concerned. <laughs> Plotmon isn't Plotmon just like I don't know Omnimon or whatever, like whichever whichever DX DX Machina Digivolution they have at whatever point in the show. And Jimon, there we go. Yeah, so it's apparently we are based on the Plot Hound, but my research also t- took me to a Digimon fan site that claims that it's also a pun on the the Japanese pronunciation of Proto, as in prototype. Oh, cool. Because the uh-huh. the pronunciation is like Protomon. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's cool. So, does it also have a shield and some cool shades? And <laughs> other Protoman facts that I'm going it, it to try to remember to make just, this joke I work? I just noticed the first time watching this episode that Pl- uh, Salomon has the, the, the ring around her neck that will go on to Gatamon's tail. Oh, Ooh. right. I hadn't noticed that. I have, yeah, I have no idea how I, I didn't notice that before, but... Yeah, Salmon's design. I always want to call it Salmon. Salmon's design is always, uh, firstly, rarely appears in the show, so always fun to see because of the weird decision to have Gatamon always in champion form. Uh, oh, sorry, the weird decision to have Kari's Digimon always in champion form. And uh, yeah, it's a dog that digivolves into a cat. You know, that's just. That's that's just Digivolution 101 right there. <laughs> Everything you need to know about how the show approaches this stuff is just like cat, dogs evolve into cats, and you know. Whatever. It's such a weird like zigzag too, because Nyadomon is a cat, and then it becomes Salamon, which is a dog, and then it becomes Gatomon, which is also <laughs> a cat, and, and then, then the eventually which is a we won't get we won't get into this until the movie. But uh, Magnadromon, Gatomon's Mega, is also more dog-like than cat-like, so it just kind of zigzags from feline to canine. <laughs> is that snake? It's like a it's like a, a like Asian a dragon, but like the the face, at least to me, is is very dog like. Oh, I don't remember at all. Right, okay, cool, cool. Well, I look forward to that. Um, <laughs> hurricane touchdown or whatever. Yeah, cool. No, yeah, um, I I like Salamon. Don't like seeing it beat up by Mayutismon. Those scenes are very cruel. How dare they? It's it's way more explicit in the sub too. Like they oh, they straight no. up show this guy freaking kicking this puppy in the in the sub. No, no, I don't like that. That's it's that's yeah, too it's, it, I under I totally understand why they cut that out because it is pretty uncomfortable. Not gonna lie. Yeah, my artist mon is like but all the corny jokes he makes. So which to be fair, I think everyone in the show does that. But he is unrelentingly the biggest dick <laughs> that the series has seen so far. Like like Etamon <laughs> was just sort of like very obnoxious and so on. But uh, he was more just like a really crap boss rather than you know. The, the actual incarnation of evil, which is very much what Myotismon is is trying and succeeding at being in his uh, in his running the show. So he's a yeah, he's a he's a dirtbag for sure. Yeah, it is it is interesting to, to contrast. Like Devimon didn't have minions; he just had to enslave other Digimon to work for him. Edamon, yeah. it's implied, actually paid his minions because like they were just doing <laughs> it as a job. 
And then my other spawn is, is you know, basically using them as indentured slaves with threats of uh, violence if they disobey. Yeah, he's hot Edamon. What? It's the, the man <laughs> for the summer. Woke hot Edamon. He's just. It, it says how low the bar for employers are when just paying <laughs> your employees a wage instead of beating them up or enslaving them. It makes you awoke. Yeah, and then Piedmon is part of a union, so, uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's true. So, okay, He's so um, you know that picture where it's like like the, the, the person drowning, and it's the high five, and it says pizza party, like, in regards to, like, oh, horrible yes. bosses. And it's yeah. basically the high five is instead just beating Digimon into serving you. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh good lord. Yeah. Anyway, oh, my my just one needs to die, and it's going to be fun when that eventually happens. So yeah. Yeah. My other one's worst. also responsible for the other major change in this episode, which is actually a bit of a plot hole. If you'll excuse me, getting um, cinema sins on you. Oh gosh. Let's do okay. it. So, so when when they when Wizardmon and Gatamon find the crest in the coffin. In the dub, my other one explicitly says, the one you have there is a fake, I have the real one. The problem is, he crushes it in his hand mere seconds That's later. Right. Oh my god, yes, exactly. So, in the... I was so confused about that. In the sub, yeah, in the sub, he straight up says, I'm, I'm impressed that you found the real one, and then he takes this fake one and crushes it in frustration. Cause so what happens That's so to the weird. real one? Yeah, because in, in the dub, it leads you to believe that he's just destroyed the only Crest of Light, which means that right? the one that Wizardmon's going to present to Kari next episode is a fake. Man, as much as we praise this dub, that's a really big mistake to make. Yeah, I I noticed that, and I had that in my notes. I don't know why I didn't think to bring it up, but we we have now, obviously. But yeah. that's a very... Because even Wizardmon just like, okay, I'll just tuck this fake Crest of Light into my cloak. Like, that's a... Very big mistake. Yeah, it's well, I... it's weirdly it's weirdly big. Like I I don't understand what how that even works in a vacuum because it's not like you don't see him crush it mere seconds after he says that line. I thought it was like some sort of joke or something. Like he was like he's like ha, as if that's the he's real one. And I, I thought I thought they were both fake or something, and I was like confused. And I guess I didn't I, I must have looked away when Wizardmon put it put it in his cloak. Yeah. So just just so we have just so just so one hundred percent on this, do does Wizardmon have the correct the actual crest of uh, hope now of light? Yeah, the one that, of light. Sorry, the one that Wizardmon talks into his cloak is the one hundred percent the real one. Okay, and he's now like you know at the bottom of a of a lake. <laughs> yeah. I just I'm thought sure. like I'm, I'm guessing next episode opens with them like having fished him out, but the. <laughs> It's an interesting choice by my just one there. Yeah, I just figured like he crushed the tag and the crest went like flying somewhere else. Like that's how I was trying to rationalize it to myself because I'm like, this makes no sense. Well, they need Gatamon. Like they can't do anything without Gatamon. So they're you know it doesn't matter if they have the crest because they they they're not getting Gatamon. Is is probably my just thinking and. Yeah, I think my my only rationalization for this change is that they thought that. Like you said, like that they were both fake, maybe, and that they were going to get the real crest through a different means later. Because yeah, I'm guessing they just we, mis- mistranslated something. Yeah, like we we know by it. this point that they were basically going week by week, and they had almost no idea what was coming up. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, just just weird errors happened. Like it was obviously the Wild West out there, like in terms of the doping process. So, but yeah, just woof, that's a big one, big error. 
Oh well. Stuff happens. It was the 90s. <laughs> That's wild. So, yeah. <laughs> also, um, going back to Nyaromont, I have to say, the scene where it's just sitting in the snow was simultaneously the funniest and the saddest thing because it looks so nonplussed. Like, it's just like, I'm just sitting here, but I'm also like, you were just sitting in a blizzard. Like, poor baby, let me get you some cocoa. Like, it just didn't even get seem bothered. Those, it's just like, okay. One of, those little, uh, one of those little doggy coats. <laughs> yeah, no, those scenes were, those scenes were, yeah. Like uh, I'll get. I have a, a gift to show you both of just how Nyaromon just. Does, it's just. It's for reference. It's the scene where Nyaromon is just sitting there with the most neutral expression as it is being like hailed on. This is fine. Oh, I think lo- this is. It's. I think she looks sad. She looks sad, but it's like it is. It is the original. Uh, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I see that. I, I, I do see it. I do see it. I, I am. It. I am okay with how things are proceeding. <laughs> also, the line, um, the line exchange of Myosmon saying dreams do not exist for the stupid, and then uh, Godomon saying, "If you believe in yourself, then dreams are real," is like the most <laughs> sonic line ever, and I love it. <laughs> dreams don't I exist mean, for the stupid. No. You think stupid people don't dream? That's not- <laughs> That's that's not that's not Sonic. That's Kingdom Hearts. That is the most Kingdom okay, Hearts line that's... in the show so far. Yeah. I just feel like yeah. I could easily hear Sonic saying, "If you believe in yourself, then dreams are real." Like I don't know why. Yeah. If, if once you throw the word dreams in there, it's one hundred percent dialogue that Haley Joel Osment should be reading. So uh, that's yeah, hundred percent Kingdom Hearts. But yes, I I agree. Dreams aren't for the stupid is such a like weird like. Weirdly aggressive burn. It's got, <laughs> like, it's got the same energy as like a line from the room. Like, leave your stupid <laughs> comments in your pocket. Tommy Wiseau's Digimon Adventure, the Odai Bar. <laughs> yes. You gotta give it up, Mark. Dreams are for the stupid. Ah, <laughs> oh, I can't think of any good quotes right now. All right, never mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm not just gonna be the guy on the podcast that goes, "Oh, hi, Mark." Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen that film, so I can't be that guy. Anyway, next bit. Next bit. Next bit. I thought that the Bakamon bit, where they, you know, basically go to the random park where Myotismon's set up shop, and they, they just he does like the Jedi mind trick on the Bakamon, and and except with like a that fireball. That was really or something. good. Yeah, and then the Bakamon's like, "You, you're such a nice guy." It's just like, yeah, that's funny. This is this is the first of many of Myotismon's overly casual Bakamon minions, and I, I love all of them. He has a stoner voice. <laughs> He's like, hey, man. That's just back. That, that was Bakemon's voice since like the first time he appeared. You right? spo- what are you doing here? You ain't supposed to be here. Yeah, he has a very like distant voice. I think I think that's what they were going for. But yeah, it definitely does. Sound I, good, I, like... I do love Wizardman's response. To that is a good question, and he just zaps him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but where? <laughs> yeah, that, that that that's that's good. He just immediately gives where up on it. Is Bakemon's like, home? Because he tells him go home and get some sleep. But where does Bakemon live then? The graveyard. Probably like a, an old, yeah. An old, like okay, a, I, get, I can't argue with that. Abandoned tars or Digital lore. Yeah. Halloween supplies shop. There you go. That's, that's back <laughs> home in Tokyo. Yeah, uh, that scene was funny. Um, them just. I also like Mountain's room, which is literally just a coffin. Like, there's nothing else in that room except just a coffin. <laughs> it's like, okay, I get it. You're a vampire, but like, even like, you know, Dio or whatever had like some 
some shit he <laughs> obtained, like sofas and whatever. He's just got literally nothing. It's just, it's just like um, how can the room look like a friggin' TGI Fridays? Yeah, <laughs> when yeah. you're starting um, off in an Animal Crossing. Room... <laughs> yeah, he yeah, just had my, a random junk all over the place. That's, he has he has the one bed in the middle, and that's just <laughs> your starting Animal Crossing home. You could put Mytismon's living room, uh, Mytismon's room on like our male living spaces, um, and it wouldn't look out. <laughs> R slash vampire living spaces. It's like he posts his he posts his room in our male living spaces. Uh, he's probably on some sort of like gross PUA part of Reddit. Um, he is uh, yeah. He's like, am I the asshole for torturing this cat for a number of years? And then she turns around and betrays me. It's like edit one. I didn't pay her. Edit two. I kicked her, but that was removed. Edit three. By the way, I, I threw her into the water. Screw you all. <laughs> it's just each edit gets worse, and everyone's you like, my guy. My response. We've established my response the worst, so I don't know why I need to go further and say, also, he'd be a rampant Reddit poster. That should already be implied, but there you go. He's, a, he's so um, effective at being a good villain, though, just because he's just... <laughs> he's he's puppy-kicking evil. That is how bad he is. I just can't I can't stop <laughs> thinking about Gatsumon and Pumpkinmon downboarding his post from the dungeon now. <laughs> they got internet access. Yeah, they it's, do. Uh, yeah. I'm... That's that's the one. That's that's why they made the dub benefit because sorry, that's why they made the dub change because they knew they needed to have those two just trolling people on forums from the afterlife. They can't just leave them to not do that. That's um, that's my headcanon from now on. Whenever anything bad happens, it's because God, someone and Pumpkin are trolling my Osmond from the dungeon. Perfect. <laughs> I, that's that's not just canon. That that's not just headcanon. That's canon. <laughs> also, like the last line of. Ty is saying, that's not fair, my oldest one, and my oldest one just saying, I don't play fair. It's like just a really <laughs> good way to cap Screw off the, the episode. Rules, I have money. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's very, it's very, yeah, uh, Seto Kaiba. Yeah, it's, it's very, so like, good. just. Also, what a stupid thing to say <laughs> to, like, Vampire Lord Digimon. Or right? <laughs> but... I was like, oh, Ty, honey, come on, buddy. You're smarter than this. Right. I, I would hope. Ty was such a square. So, you're not playing fair. It's like, okay. I thought you were the cool one. Like, chill. Like, if, if if Joe said that, fine. But anyway, don't no, they, they, drag and my also, boy yeah, into Akimon. this. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying Joe's bad. I'm just saying Joe has certain qualities, uh, which lead to him. To be fair, he he would probably do that. You're right. I can't deny that. Yeah, you, you know, you can, I I critique out of love. It's it's all fine. I know. I I just have to. I'm the Joe Keto Defense Squad. <laughs> What's the deal with Agumon? Well, sorry, not Agumon. Uh, War, no, not War Greymon. Um, Metal Greymon. Con- uh, he he had such a good performance in like the last episode, and then uh, sorry, not the, not the last episode, the one before. But that in this one, he just fires off two rockets. They just get deflected, and then he just immediately did. did, did excuse yeah, me, it's immediately so weird. It, it's funny that you mentioned that because the Japanese version does have a hand wavy reason for that. Ooh. Oh. He, Ty just says offhand when he when he devolves back to Agumon and he goes, "Oh no, he must be all worn out from the recent fighting." Oh, okay, makes sense. I mean, I guess. So, cool. okay, this Fate. actually um, <laughs> <laughs> brings up a point. Fine. Because why does it? And maybe it's I don't know if it's just main character power or what, but everyone else is like scraping by to just barely devolve. Their, their buddies to ultimate and ties out here just doing it like no problem and I don't know if it's just the fact that 
by having the crest of courage, it's just very easy to run into battle in Digivolver 1. Um, I don't know. Like, Matt did it fairly easily last time. I know, I know obviously. I mean, I mean, just because it took him Matt just, tides. just shouting, but they were our friends, to, like, Digivolve. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ty's just like, hey, buddy, we're, we're going. Yeah. The Crest of Courage is kind of... It's very nebulous. Situations. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like he, he's running towards danger, so obviously the Crest of Courage is just going to, you know, just be set off. I guess that's, uh, when that's you, the when only explanation, you, really, and yeah. I understand it, when, and I... We're using this phrase a lot, but I hate to cinema sins about it, but it's just something that made me curious. <laughs> We've all done it. All three of us have used that phrase and then promptly done it uh, this episode, so don't worry about it. <laughs> um, I, I think we, we need to call this episode something like Everything Wrong with Mayutis Mon or something like that. And I just, I just <laughs> cement it. I... I, yeah, I guess with the crest, it's like if you've got one that's like the crest of kindness or something like that, it'll crest of sincerity. It's just like you're going to set those off at certain situations and you'll be, you know, lucky that it happens, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. It yeah, makes it's, sense. It's I guess this is just me wanting to sense. see, like, the other Digimon too, because <laughs> I love Metal Greymon. Metal Greymon is awesome, don't get me wrong, but. The other ultimates are really cool too, and I'd like to see them. And if I was a kid, I would want to also buy the other toys, so I would need to see them more. Yeah, I don't know. Agamon's the main character of, of the. I know. Yeah, it's, it's just main character of the series. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah, it does. It does. I. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I like this episode. I thought it was one one note, one final note I've really got on this is that um, Mayutismon's sort of realization that Gatimon's the eighth Digimon. Just it was just, maybe it was just the delivery, but I was just kind of like, wait, he didn't already know. Like because uh, he starts talking about, I knew you betrayed me as soon as I saw those eyes, and it's kind of like I thought that, I took that as him saying like, okay, he knew what she was, so that's why he. Thought he had to beat that would have been but then it's just a really interesting take on just myotismon knowing the eighth digimon and just basically making her a minion yeah i mean like his whole plot so far has been revolving around the eighth child like his awareness of there being an eighth child you know his awareness of what crest she has actually having that crest in the first place so having gatumon like on his side and, and hiding the truth from her would make a lot of sense, but then he's just like, "What? You're the eighth Digimon?" And he's just like, "Um, yeah. <laughs> Everything you've done so far implies that you probably already knew this. Um, so it's kind of weird. Then, then that you're you're doing the, you know, shocked face and all that. It's, it just doesn't seem. Yeah, that, quite that is correct. also an invention of the dub, I should say. Um, oh, here we go. Okay. The the original <laughs> version's uh, equivalent line is when he mentions her eyes. He says that. Your eyes feel like a sword pointed in my direction, a challenger issuing me to overcome you. Oh, that's rad. That's badass. Why didn't they leave that in? That's so good. <laughs> Metal. That's like some Final Fantasy Tactics type shit. Like that's a really good. That's a uh, not sorry Tactics Ogre. I mean, um, that's some. That's a really good. Really good line. <laughs> it really is. It's it's really good. Yeah, I I, I like how uh, to the point it is. I guess like it doesn't beat around the bush. It's like you're you're it's like, like it's the equivalent of Dio going, "Oh, you're approaching me." <laughs> Sure, yeah, yeah, it, it's pretty good. I'm not sure they get away with having the other part of that exchange in the show, but, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe funny. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I, I do feel like, regardless, uh, Mayutismon 
probably should have knew about Gatimon. Oh, I think it would have been more interesting if they did that. But I guess I'm at that point. I'm just, I'm just p- poking. I'm making. I'm taking shots at what the show isn't doing rather than stuff it's actually doing. So I, I won't. I won't labor on that point mm-hmm. for any longer. I mean, the show is really good. It's just like there are just these little moments here and there where it's like if either they kept something from the dub or from the sub, sorry, or they just tweaked this around a little bit, like it would just reach to that point where it's like, yes, like this is even better than it already is and it's already very good. Yeah, it needs it needs some polishing spots and and like generally yeah. I think for what it what I think we're getting to the point now where we're so we're 30 what's episode 34, right? 34 episodes into the show. And with, it's been very much established at this point that this is a good show, a good story, good characters, mm-hmm. good writing. That we're maybe just looking at it from a different angle now of just being like, okay, because I'm not judging it as Monster of the Week, toy commercial, blah, 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 I can actually see that like there's spots where had they just put a little more effort into things, then they'd have some, you know, some. these will be truly classic episodes. And in, unfortunately... For this episode, I feel like it falls short because of the pacing of it and so on like that and, and just little things. I mean, the Myotis Mon stuff, that might be more nitpicking. Um, I obviously stand by what I said about the Gatamon and Wizard Mon stuff uh, earlier, but I, I think it overall just shows I know, I, a, a couple more passes on this episode would have done it a world of good, uh, both from the dub and the sub side. Yeah, definitely. But I will say... When I finished this episode, I my immediate thought, and I put it on my notes, was, God, I don't want to wait to tune in. Like, I, I'm at a point with this arc where I just want to go past the watching we do each week, because I'm very excited to see how things go. Yeah, it's, it's, I think that the switch from episodic to more serialized has done a lot of good in terms of, like, the long term, because yeah. there are fewer, like, episodes that feel like they're throwaway, because it feels like they're more pressured to make everyone a bit more relevant and important now. Definitely. Yeah. Even the one episode this week, which, well, actually, you could argue that the premise for the last episode, the Gotsumon and Pumpkinmon episode, could have been a very throwaway episode, but they, you know, they took more time to actually make it, it's like, okay, what can we do with this premise, which then ties into the, you know, Matt, in, in, in that case, Matt and TK's character progression and continuing to build the threat of the villain and so on, and, and yeah, and, and that made it a fantastic episode. The, the week before that, you still was was I would say normally that would just be a sort of throwaway villain villain of the week episode, but you still had the background with Gatamon and Kari and and all that building up. So, you know, even those episodes, there is stuff happening, and and we're going to continue to see more of that. Yeah, I, I really like this part of the series. Yeah, I I do just, I do agree. Like there, the first one we covered this week is a little bit more throwaway, but. Yeah, I think episodes like the one last week and this one show that they they have an understanding of you know serialized storytelling to an extent. Like they're obviously trying to cram in more than they can kind of uh, more than one episode can handle right now. But I think it's the start of a uh, of marked improvement in terms of how the plot progresses. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Agreed. It's good. Digimon's a good show. Agreed. Yeah, I think I think a lot of the a lot of the I'll, I'll say a lot of criticism that I had because I think it was a bit more vocal, but uh, yeah, no, I'll say we a lot of the criticisms we had were our stuff that I personally feel gets covered or patched up rather. I'm specifically thinking of Tamers. I think that the Tamers a lot of the issues here are things that I think are addressed in the way that that show's written um, and developed. I know it's not the exact same writing team, of course, on the 
original subside at least but the you could tell that there's a there's a, there's a progression there and like even in 02 the ideas there kind of fall apart because there was obviously obviously behind the scenes writing hell problems but I don't think you... Oh yeah, well, we'll get to O2. There's, there's yeah, we'll, lots, we'll, we'll of, get... lots of problems there. <laughs> but I can't think of anything that like sticks out to me like this episode has with with the sort of rushing the Gatamon and, and Wizardmon stuff uh, and, the, and the Gatamon and Kari stuff. It just... That's more of... I think O2 just suffers from like an overabundance of ideas and stuff like that and not quite having a sense of direction with it rather than, you know, not quite finessing things as such. So, But yeah, I think Team is generally cleans up a lot of the issues we see from these really otherwise really good episodes if that makes sense um yeah so yeah we're building mm. we're building towards special things <laughs> for sure yeah that makes total sense yeah and i would and i would say the next few episodes we're gonna we're gonna look at i remember them ending on very high points especially regarding wizard Monk character so oh yeah there there's some very good stuff like next week we're getting two you know, two new ultimates and some some cool character stuff as Look, well. The ultimates so. are are from two of my my characters, so you know what? I'm I'm very hyped for next week. I cannot wait. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna yeah they they're, they're gonna be fun. There's some emotional stuff in there, if I remember correctly. But uh, I might have to might have to have another look at the synopses to remind myself of what exactly is coming up next week. Because from my from my memory, it can be a lot of things and uh, both very much the memories I have of this show from my, from my watching it as a kid. So, excited. Yes, this arc rules. <laughs> so, do we have any... Yeah, good stuff we, to come. Do we have any last thoughts, or are we uh, good? No, I'm pretty content. Yeah. No, I'm pretty much tapped out. I <laughs> really just wanted to talk about like that, that plot hole and the, the chili sauce, because those are, like, I think my the two most standout things I have in my notes here. Definitely. So, we should... Uh move on to some of that good old reader mail then cool all right so we've got two questions today both from the same person uh we love reader mail so if you'd like to send us any more then uh, you can send those to diginovacast at gmail.com that's d-i-g-i novacast at gmail.com so today we have an email from pk gaming first question just says digimon and clothing thoughts Digimon in Wait, clothing sorry. or on clothing? Digimon and clothing. Oh. Um, Digimon and wearing clothing? I'm pro Digi- I'm pro Digimon wearing clothing because it's always in the form of like Agumon like wearing a hoodie or something for like like, like this week. Just for, just for some context, I, when we posted the tweet asking for questions, it included a gif from episode 30, uh, 30, 32 of them of Tentamon and Agumon wearing human clothing. So that's probably where this question <laughs> came from. I yeah, I'm pro it because it always looks hilarious. So I love it. I, I wanna see I, I think it's it's funny that a lot of the clothing that are kinda like baked into Digimon have a very specific aesthetic to it. Like if you look at you know, um where Gururumon, like the pants and shoes he wear, they're very aesthetically similar to the pants and shoes that say Skull Marimon wears. Oh yeah. yeah. I haven't even considered like Digimon that have clothing like normally, <laughs> so which I d- that's a different that's a different conversation. There's yeah, there's no elaboration on this, so I think both of our answers are relevant to no, no, totally, totally, hundred percent. Um, I I I don't mind where Grumons get up. I'm trying to think what other Digimon wear clothes. 
like the we'll, most we'll we... get to we'll get there eventually but like the one that sticks out in my mind most is Beelzeman from yeah. Tamers was like the full you know leather biker ensemble with the, the jacket oh, with the fur yeah. hood and spiked shoes and chaps and gloves and all that no totally yeah 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 that's that's right Gargamon Gargamon has the like oh okay no okay I'm 100% pro Digimon both a wearing clothes as disguises and shit and b them just happening to have clothes because Gargamon with the bloody jorts on is um, absolutely <laughs> oh, hilarious every single time I see it. So it's good. Um, yes, one hundred percent. Yes, pro. You get a lot of cool be, yeah, style choices because I just want to shout out um, my oldest mon and his popped collar. This is awesome cape yeah, and his, his popped collar is quite his stylish. Suit, he's, of course, yeah. he he yeah. rocks it. He's evil and we all know it, but he rocks it. Yeah, my oldest mon. Yeah, my oldest mon. Of course. Yeah, we, how did I not? think of him we've been talking about him whole, all episode yeah no um he, he, so here's, here's he wears fact. his when stuff when i was well. younger i thought that you know because i didn't have subtitles and the, my only exposure to this was like in the dub i thought that gargomon's name was cargomon because he had cargo shorts Fair log- that, 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 I, that, that logic that. stacks up that logic stacks up so i'll i will i will not laugh at you <laughs> i love no exactly. i i'm laughing because i love I it so that. much I thought that name him after cargo shorts. I was laughing so hard. So good. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'll say I'm pro. I'm pro. Yeah, uh, I want to see Tentomon wearing more outfits. That's that's what I want. He's he's a very adorable good boy. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Uh, give him some more. Give him some cool stuff to wear. Yeah, totally. Um, I have to mention Etamon um, and and his uh, his robe from like a oh, few that's right. episodes back. Oh yeah, his little yeah. bathrobe. Yeah, it's like that appears for like one, one second or something and he just throws it off. Like, okay then. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I like I like when Digimon have both clothing and also deliberate fashion choices. So. <laughs> Definitely. Alright, and the, the second question in this email is, who is the cutest Digimon and why is it Lilymon and Rosemon though? Oh, I don't trust people who of that into Lilymon and Rosemon. <laughs> Lilymon is very adorable. I'll, t- I'll say that. I'll, I'll agree. But cutest, um, Tokomon. I'm saying this just because I know Tom hates oh, Tokomon Xenomorph mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, t- yeah, Tokomon's not cute. Like, he, like, nothing with a mouth like that can be classified as cute. It's, he's an eldritch really cute. abomination. No, I'd probably say, like, oh, Sal- Salomon. Salomon's like, good. Easily. Yeah, with, I, in, I think with a bullet, I'd say. My curious Digimon, I think, is, is uh, Gigimon, which is Gilmon's pre-evolved form. Ooh, with yeah. a little Gilmon head with a tail. Oh, uh, yeah. I, apparently, it's named after the Japanese onomatopoeia for a squeaking sound. Oh. That is, like, the most adorable thing I've ever heard. That's so I thought good. you meant... I thought you meant... Uh, I forget what it's called, because I thought... I thought you know, the, basically, like, the old man. Gigimon and Babamon. Like, yeah, I thought you meant... I do not I do not swing that way unfortunately. I'm not I'm not into G MILFs. Okay. Well, good. No. We understand cool. where uh, you're yeah, going, I, but I... we're not falling for your tricks, PK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pit from Smash Bros. voice. Nice try. <laughs> nice try. Yeah, Gil- Gilman Color Scheme I always thought was like <laughs> he's like blue red. So yeah, he he is quite cute. I think I think the the Tamer's baby forms are, are are pretty cute, but they are they are very cute. Yeah, and like honestly, Gil Gilmon's color palette makes so much more sense when you realize that it's like the 
OC that uh, a 12-year-old, like, <laughs> you know, Digimon geek made. <laughs> yeah, what cranes do I have? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. red. Blood red. <laughs> Yeah, like in in says. canon, he put the the symbol that's on Gilmon's chest on his chest because in the fiction, it's the uh, the the logo that they put on extremely dangerous Digimon. Yeah. Oh well, it's just it's just like the biohazard. Yeah, logo, it's the biohazard. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the the digital hazard symbol according to um, the wiki. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. Maybe that's so, like, complicating it a bit. But, um, yeah, I just think it's so funny that like he he put it on his Digimon to make it more edgy because it's it's so cool and dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. were all it there and then obviously he comes, yeah, and then obviously he comes out and he he has the like most high pitched voice and he loves bread, <laughs> so it's like yeah perfect. <laughs> yeah, like for for reference, it's the symbol is only on like four other Digimon and one of them is the Digital World's version of Satan. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, um, I'd say yes. Yeah, Salmon's up there. Terrymon uh, is is a good one, and yeah, I don't know, loads of them, loads of the rookies, loads of the in training. Pretty much all the babies, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, take your pick. But it's not Rosemont. <laughs> Great designs, but not so fast. Not so fast. So, yeah, that's our that's our questions for this week. Thank you, PK, for sending those in. Thank you, PK. Um, everyone who's yeah, listening, please send in more next week. We love uh, getting these and reading them. And I think, at least for me, it's one of my favorite parts of the show every week. It, it, so it's, we would it's love so much to fun. see more... Yeah, as much as as much as it's fun to talk about the episodes we watched this week, we it, it's always fun to also goof off and talk about like the wider Digimon <laughs> universe or whatever. So yeah, that's that's fun to do, and these questions allow us to do that. So although I'm sure we'll find other daft reasons to be able to do that, like at the beginning of this episode. So, <laughs> so uh, before we finish for the week, uh, next week's episodes are. Episodes 35 through 37. So we'll be covering uh, a big, uh, the last sort of middle part of the middle chunk of the Odaiba arc. So get excited for that because that is that good episodes. I'm excited. Those are the episodes I'm kind of most hyped for. Yeah, we've got some good stuff incoming. I think that like between now and you know the end of this arc, it, every episode will at least have one that we love. Yeah, and just uh, I think that's been con- just to know. I, I think that's been consistent for for. Uh, a few of the episodes now is, is there's always been like one that's the obvious standout and and then the others have generally been pretty good with some exceptions so yeah i think uh, we yeah, i, I think we all been pretty in agreement about which tend to be the standout and which are you know pretty still pretty good yeah and there's yeah and there's been a couple of rough ones as well which are always fun to talk about as well i'm gonna be honest uh one of my favorite moments of the show so far has just always eviscerating that one episode with vademon in it <laughs> so, uh, oh, you know, it's always it's always it's always fun to have an absolute stinker in there uh, every now and then. Is as that well. a poop so, joke? Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> that was a, that was a uh, that was a I forgot the name of the bloody what, what do they call it? Goo or sludge or whatever. Anyway, it was, was an attack sludge. sludge. Yeah. That was a so sludge. Was a bit of a, a, bit of a, a turdy and slip there, wasn't it? Oh no! Oh, no. Slow wrappers up. So uh, we're also going to be featuring a special episode pretty soon. Uh, we're going to be talking about our sort of Digimon fighting game, as it were. We're getting the, the game design doc together to pitch out everywhere. <laughs> but uh, yes. So we'll, we'll have more details on that soon. But yeah, uh, next week we are going to be featuring uh, 35 through 37. And uh, Scrafty, where can we find you at? You can find me on Twitter at ScraftyDevil. I am still in the process of playing Cyber Sleuth because that game is stupid long and I'm trying to pace myself so I don't get burned out on it right now. I just unlocked 
Platinum Numemon, so my, I've been grinding a ton to get my party up to where I want them to be. Right now, my main party is a bit larger than the memory restrictions <laughs> I have, so I've had to divide it up into two sub-parties. The first one has Shine Greymon Burst Mode, Rosemon Burst Mode, Diaboromon, and Imperial Dramon Fighter Mode. And the other one has uh, Ofanimon, Sistermon Blanc, Awakened, Break Dramon, which is maybe the goofiest looking Digimon I've ever seen in my entire life. And Marine Anjumon. That's a pretty good team. Oh, wow. If you haven't seen Break Dramon, like it's uh, imagine like a dragon, but entirely made of construction. Equipment. I just looked it up and oh, I actually so kind of love brick. it. Break, like as in like to, to oh, destroy. Okay, right, I'll have a look. Oh, um, it, it is a preposterous looking I'll have thing. I'll look at some images and give you a live review of of, of Break Dramon. Whoa, that is uh, yeah, that looks like a transformer or something. <laughs> like that's uh, yeah, I like <laughs> the idea. Kind of goofy as hell. Agreed. It, it, yeah, it's, it's extremely goofy looking, and like, I, I think this thing might have appeared in the anime yeah. once, but I don't remember it at all. So I was I was taken off guard when I when I uh, selected it from the Digivolution menu, and it, it kind of blindsided me that my cool green drill dragon <laughs> turned into this big, like, Constructicon looking thing. funny, so I'm, in, I'm into that. How about you, Tom? Where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter um, at ColdManHot is my um, at. Um, I'm just talking about, obviously, there's been a lot going on in the world lately, and I'm continuing to talk about both the important stuff and also, and more recently, uh, talking about the more trivial stuff, such as the hot takes on the PlayStation 5, and also the uh, the game that we're going to seg into doing a podcast about once we get bored of Digimon. I'm, of course, talking about bug snacks. Um, look forward to the Bug Snacks podcast coming in the near future. Warning, it may just be me talking to myself. In the, snack, the Snack Cast? The Snack Cast, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get that. Actually, it'll just be me talking for five minutes and then that theme song by Kara Kara Benito playing for like um, <laughs> two hours or something because it's so goddamn good. Uh, I love that band to pieces. But no, seriously, yeah, on Twitter, just give me a hollow if you want to chat or make friends or send hot takes at me. Uh, Sloan, where can we find you? You can find me at Sloan Rosette. Uh, I'm also doing a lot of retweeting about the important stuff right now. Uh, and uh, I also am playing uh, Cyber Sleuth, but I've uh, been off that for a few days because I've gotten back very deeply into Breath of the Wild. And, nice. Uh, so my Cyber Sleuth team is uh, Rosemon. Vike- Pretty much think I like. Vikemon, because, you know, I got to go with my, my Joe Mimi Digimons. Uh, Mega Gargomon, because the classic... I'm going to get a middle Edamon pretty soon. And I'm also working towards Beelzemon because, uh, and here's the fun part. So I named a Digimon Goose after the entitled Goose Game Goose, which I'm going to devolve yeah. into Beelzemon because after the Demi Devimon connection with the voice actor, I just want to imagine Beelzemon shouting, I'm causing <laughs> problems on purpose. <laughs> Uh, is Derek is Derek Steven Prince on on cameo? We gotta we gotta make him yell Ooh. that in this Beelzebub voice. I'll, I'll look. I'm not gonna do it live. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll do it. At, I'll check after. Right. But yeah, just uh, follow me there if you want to see me tweet about important stuff and also occasionally about like Animal Crossing and the like. And again, how the PS5 looks. We we've all seen that enough this week, and it's only been 24 hours. So. Uh, that's our show, and we will uh, see you next week. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye, everyone. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Bye.